Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And today, I wanted to talk about something that is extremely problematic um, within the United States um, on several levels. And uh, I will let people know ahead of time here, although I'm going to also put it in the, um, the title... Um, I'm going to be talking about the Texas Heartbeat Act, uh, what's known as the SB-8 in Texas, um, and it is the um, the law, it's a law now, it's been signed into law by the governor, and it is a law that prohibits abortion after the sixth week, um, and, and I just wanted to make that clear because I understand that there are people of all different ages that listen to my podcast, and I really just didn't want, um, I didn't want anyone that, you know, if they feel that it's it's not something they want to listen about, um, or if you're listening with someone who's uh, maybe a bit younger, you haven't had the chance to talk about these things or don't want to, it's just totally, you know, it's up to the individual. Um, I just wanted to get that out there right now, so you know, that's your chance. I appreciate you giving, giving the opportunity here. Um, I have plenty of other podcasts that are, you know, fantastic, if I do say so myself. Uh, but this one, I'm, I'm going to get into a lot of the nitty-gritty. It's not, it's not, I'm not going to be going off about abortion. I'm going to talk about why this is a problem legally, why it's a problem ethically, um, and what the danger is in the United States if this is allowed to pass, and what what an end run it has been around the law. So, all right, ready? Here we go. Um, so the the Texas Heartbeat Act um, is defined. It prohibits um, any um, any abortion. Okay, after the sixth week. All right, it's a six week act. Now, most women don't know that they're pregnant by sixth week. Um, it's very common for women to have, and any, any woman, I apologize right now that I have to say this, but unfortunately a lot of men uh, need to be hit over the head with this. Many women have irregular cycles, okay? It's not always like, oh, you know, you have, uh, you know, this is the last date, the date of your last menstrual cycle, and therefore you can just count 30 days or 28 days. It varies, and sometimes, you know, it could be late, um, you know, it, and, and it still ends up coming. But the reality is that most women don't know they're pregnant unless, and this is the only caveat, unless they're trying to get pregnant, at which, in which, under which case, you obviously are going to be, you know, doing a pregnancy test to see because you want to. But we're not talking about that because if you want to get pregnant, this doesn't really affect you on that level. I'll talk about how it affects everyone later in a few minutes. Um, and all of a sudden now, after six weeks, now Texas has said, okay, you, you can't get an abortion here. And this is where we get into the nitty gritty of, of why this is such an insidious law. Now, in the United States, we have um, a Supreme Court ruling called Roe versus Wade. 
And that was passed in 73. Um, I'm most positive it was. And Roe versus Wade guaranteed a woman's right, a constitutional right to have an abortion. Okay? And ever since, now before then, people think abortion was outlawed in the United States. There's a lot of confusion about this. The reality is that abortion was not outlawed in the United States. What happened was abortion could be determined by the states. So many states did outlaw abortion. Um, Some states allowed it. Some states had limits like it could only be in the first, you know, 12 weeks or or whatever. Um, But Roe versus Wade basically pulled the old supremacy clause out. And for those of you who might not be from the United States, in the United States, the way it works is that the federal government, if, if the state government says we want to be able to do this and the federal government says no, you cannot, then the states can't do it. If the, the federal government says that the states have to allow for certain things, then the states can't ban something. And it gets tricky because, and I've talked about this before, um, you know, in, in two cases, I've found that a lot of people, you know, I, I have friends that run the gambit. They go from liberal to conservative. And so, for example, when it comes to uh, marijuana laws in the United States, marijuana is still illegal according to the federal government. The federal government has said, you know, it's an illegal substance. But many states have come out there and have opened their own dispensaries and they prescribe it for different things. Some states for, you know, many states for medical use and some states have talked about opening it for recreational use and, and, and a couple have. And I know my liberal friends at that point are like, well, you know, the federal government shouldn't really be telling the states if the states want to do it, just let them do it. It's not that big a deal, whatever. Then you get, on the other hand, when I spoke with people about gay marriage, um, then all of a sudden it becomes, wait a minute, we have to have, the federal government has to say that this is legal, the states can't determine, like you can't have individual states saying that, you know, we're not going to allow it. And so you can see how easily it becomes, in some cases, you're waving the state's rights banner, and in another case, you're waving the federal government's banner. But overall, the Supreme Court of the United States, when they make a ruling... And that's why usually, well, up until lately, they've been very, they don't like to always make rulings because once they've made a ruling on a case, then it becomes the law of the land, okay? Now, they can, they can what we call temper it. So they could say, well, we're going to say that X is the case now, but we're leaving the door open in the future for Y. Now, here's how cases get to the Supreme Court, all right? So someone violates a law, they are arrested by the state, and uh, then they appeal if they're convicted. They appeal, it goes up, it goes up to through the different courts, the appellate courts, and eventually it comes to the point where the Supreme Court of the United States can decide whether or not to hear the case. The Supreme Court doesn't hear every case. The Supreme Court just tells a lot of people, yeah, no, that case is not, we don't want to deal with it. We don't want to touch it right now. And if that's the case, it just goes on the highest um, federal court that has, you know, that it's been appealed to. Now, in the case that the Supreme Court will hear it, it usually likes to hear cases that can have a significant 
impact, like, you know, someone's challenging things. So, for example, and, and here's the thing, and we'll, we'll talk about why this is important as well in a few moments. In order to bring a case before the Supreme Court, you can't just say, you know what, I want to go to the court for this thing. You have to actually have a court case. So a, a great example of this would be Rosa Parks deciding to, you know, sit on the bus and not move. Now, she knew she was going to be arrested, but that's that was perfect in the sense, I mean, it's perfect to be arrested, but she had to be arrested because when she was arrested and she went to court, the court said, well, according to law, you are not allowed to sit there. You have to give up your seat for a white person. And that was that. Guilty, bang, here's the gavel, done and done. Once that happens, now we start the appeals process. And eventually, it could go up. That's how you get a law to go up. And eventually, it'll go up to possibly the Supreme Court, and they'll make a ruling. They'll make a ruling on things like, you know, there was, there was a ru- ruling, uh, Loving versus Virginia, where interracial marriage was not permissible, went up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court was like, no, you, you can't do this, okay? You can't say that interracial, you know, couples can't get married. Now, here's why this is important, if you've been following me here. The Texas law doesn't make abortion illegal per se, meaning it doesn't come out and say abortion's illegal. Why? Because they can't. Because if they made a law that said abortion is now illegal in the state, it would immediately get struck down because the Roe versus Wade already exists. The Supreme Court, all they'd have to do is, is, you know, the first time a woman was denied an abortion, they immediately bring it up, you know, and go through the channels. And the Supreme Court anyway would turn around and say, you can't do that. The law's on, you know, it goes against our ruling. And other states have tried things like, I believe it was Mississippi was going to go with a 15-week ruling and say it was legal after that. And, and the point was they were hoping, the point was they were hoping that they'd get sued in court. Because the hope was if they got sued in court, then they could appeal it up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court of the United States right now has a 6-3 to three conservative majority. And uh, it has a couple of people on that court who... Uh, it's very questionable about whether they would be okay with overturning Roe versus Wade. And a lot of, um, you know, religious folk in the United States uh, who form the main, you know, religious evangelical Christians who form the main opposition to abortion, they are hoping that now that they've got a majority on the court, they can get this and the court will overturn Roe versus Wade, which it can do, okay? It can do that. But they have to be the ones to do it. The Supreme Court has to be able to overrule it. It has to be on the basis of a different situation. Now, that was the one avenue. But a lawyer in Texas who's worked with, uh, formerly worked with Justice Scalia, and uh, he came up with this idea, don't make it a government issue. So here's the thing. The law allows 
for anyone who aids or abets, anyone who helps someone procure an abortion, they can be fined $10,000. Okay? And the thing is that the person, there's an actual line set up for people to snitch their neighbors or fellow Texans out. So, for example, and it's not, here's the thing, it's not the state doing it. Because if the state was doing it, again, it could be a case, it could go right to court, that could be like, you're, you know, violating my right. No, it's not. It's, it's becoming a civil case, okay? The state is saying nothing about it. What they're doing is they're encouraging people to report anyone who aids or abets an abortion. Now, on the face value, what does that mean? Okay, what that means is any abortion providers, for example, Planned Parenthood, okay? Even though, and I have to explain this to many people, the overwhelming majority of Planned Parenthood, their services have nothing to do with abortion at all, okay? Uh, they have to do with women's health care, reproductive care for many women in the United States, especially in lower-income areas, uh, it, it is, you know, the only opportunity that they get for reproductive health care, um, providing birth control, you know, just, you know, examinations, all right? So the problem is, though, that aiding someone also involves the following. What happens if person B wants to get an abortion, and person A drives her to the clinic, okay? Person C notices this and snitches on them. They tell on them. They report them. Now, the person who drove the woman to the clinic and the clinic end up getting charges against them in civil court, they can both be fined 10000 And the best part is that you have to, even if you're basically, you weren't doing it, okay? <clears throat> you have to prove, first of all, that you weren't doing this. And second of all, you have to pay all the court fees anyway. And if, if, if the person, if, you know, someone reports people and it turns out that it wasn't the case, okay, they thought that they had gotten an abortion. The reality was that they had just, you know, they, whatever, they had had a tumor removed, okay? And so all of a sudden they looked a lot skinnier. I, I'm, I'm just bringing that up because it doesn't matter. The people accused still have to pay the court fees and the person who makes the report does not get punished at all. So there's zero incentive not to try and report Okay, anyone that you suspect of having done this. And because it's not the state doing it, it's really, it's questionable how this would end up getting to the Supreme Court. What you'd, and the Supreme Court allowed this law to go in, which, you know, there's legal scholars all over, like, this is a terrible idea, because the Supreme Court's basic thing was, look, you know, we have to have someone, if someone wants to, you know, sue over this, but sue whom, okay? It's not the state of Texas because they're not 
technically doing anything. They're not sending people to arrest people or to, you know, put them in jail because of, you know, doing this stuff. It's simply a a hotline that you can, they had a website set up, which has apparently been brought down multiple times by people who are opposed uh, to them. So it's a really nefarious act. Now, Here's why this is such a big deal, no matter what side of the table you fall on, whether you are, you know, in favor of abortion or against abortion. The problem is that it opens a complete and total can of worms for, for other states. So, okay, well, you know what? All of a sudden now, New Jersey turns around and says, you know what we're doing? We're going to set up, because we've, we've instituted a mask mandate for, uh, for public buildings for people who aren't vaccinated. You can't go into, um, or, or a restaurant, you can't go into restaurants or shopping malls if you haven't been vaccinated um, and you, you have to wear a mask. Well, now we're setting up the same kind of law that your neighbors could be like, you know what, I don't think that, uh, you know, Susie across the street I don't think she's vaccinated because there was one time I heard her say something about, you know, I can't believe that, you know, they're pushing this vaccine on people. So I'm just going to call up and report her. Boom. Susie has to go to court. She has to prove she's vaccinated. Okay. And then she has to pay all the court costs. And if she can't prove that she's vaccinated, all right, then all of a sudden, $10,000. The incentive is to rat out your fellow citizens. I mean, you know, you can imagine the levels. You can pass a law that says, I don't think, I think this person might have guns that aren't registered at their house. Here you go. They have to go and prove if they have any guns that they're registered. It is a complete mockery of the judicial system because it basically takes away from the courts as well any sense that they can step in and and determine, you know, the constitutionality of this. Plus, besides which, this is exactly the kind of stuff... First of all, it's straight out of 1984. And I, I always say, if you, if you follow my Instagram, after school history, it's, it's, it's actually uh, at Antonius Optimus, but I'm pretty sure if you put after school history or Antonius, it'll, it'll come up. Um, you know, I post all the time, and I, and I always make references to Orwell. I mean, 1984 is one of my f- favorite books, and I don't mean favorite because I love it. Like, it's, you know, oh, man, this is such great. It's, I love because it's so pertinent, and, and Orwell really saw things, and he saw the dangers inherent with the type of Soviet communism that was developing under Stalin, okay? I mean, he was a socialist, but he was like, not not like this. This is bad, okay? Uh, you know, in East Germany, the Stasi, the secret police, used to do the same thing. It was, it was rat on your neighbors. We expect you. You're not a good citizen if you don't report on your neighbors, okay? It's not so much, it, it's not even like that you have to. I mean, it's, this, it's like when he says, you know, it's not enough, you know, that, that, uh, you know, you you have to love Big Brother, okay? That's it. You have to love him. 
You have to report these people. If you don't report them, you're being a bad citizen. You know, and again, anytime you throw money, you know, in front of people, you're going to get a lot of problems because people will do most anything for money. Okay. And 10,000, 10,000 is a pretty penny. All right. It's a lot of money. And that's why, like I said, you know, these laws, all of a sudden, if you start allowing this, you're basically creating a state, a country where the people are going to simply be looking for excuses to rat each other out about things. And that's, again, that's, that's dystopian. That is, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a police state. And the worst part is it's a self-policed state. Okay. You know, and there are a lot of questions like, well, people have said, well, you know, women can go outside of Texas. Okay, but here's the thing. If I take a bus from Texas to Oklahoma or New Mexico, can the bus company be sued because they were transporting a woman in Texas for the purpose of having an abortion? Are we going to get to a point where if you want to leave Texas, you have to explain why you're leaving you know, I mean, when, when I when I've traveled overseas, you know, I land overseas. And anyone who's who's gone overseas knows this. You land overseas, you have to fill out some stuff. They come, you know, I, I, I went a couple of years ago uh, to England right before COVID kind of came around. And, you know, I got there and they were, you know, they're like, uh, what's the purpose of coming here? You know, and I said to the guy, I was like, you know, uh, I came, my son, we're going to go watch a Chelsea match. And he was like, all right, where are you staying? I'm staying at the, you know, over near Stamford Bridge. I gave him the name of the hotel, everything. And then I was like, okay, stamp, stamp. Good. Is that going to be the case? Is Texas going to start putting, you know, um, Texas Rangers on the major roads outside, leaving Texas and saying, you know, uh, what's the purpose? Are you pregnant? You know, what's the purpose of you uh, leaving Texas today? I mean... The thought of that happening, and again, I, I would like to say that that's ridiculous and people could be like, look, Ashatino, calm down. You're, you're going over-exaggerating. But a lot of stuff has happened in the last several years that, you know, I thought never would happen. And uh, it's just not too much to imagine that this is something that could happen, okay? That this is something that could happen. I mean, what if you have, uh, you know, an, an ex, you have a bad breakup. Well, I'm just going to report her. You know, it's really a law that is, it, it's horrible. I mean, if you want to f- fight abortion, there are legal ways to do it. And many states have tried that. But this is, a, this is an end run around the courts, okay? And for that very reason, it should not be allowed to pass through. Um, but it has, and multiple states, multiple states with, with the, that tend on the conservative side have already said they're immediately drafting up legislation almost identical to the Texas law so that they can basically ban abortion in their states as well. And, you know, the problem becomes, well, even if you were to get someone to challenge this, 
And even if you were able to somehow finagle it and get it to the Supreme Court, that could be months from now. Depending on how it goes, it could be a year from now, two years from now, okay? And in that time, you would have had tens of thousands of women who would have been denied their constitutional right as it stands now, Roe versus Wade, still exists. It is still the law of the land, okay? And, you know, again, it's another example of, well... You know, if we can't if we can't beat the law, we'll just go around it. But like I said, I you know, judges don't like having their authority undermined. Okay, um, a judge is like a judge in a courtroom is like the captain on a ship. Um, if you know anyone that's in the navy, and you can ask them about the the power of the captain on a ship. I mean, yes, there are ranks above him, but as far as anyone is concerned, when you're on that ship. When you're out to see captains, the captain is judge, jury, executioner. Not really executioner, but the the captain is the ultimate authority, okay? The judge in the courtroom is the ultimate authority. And so I would really be surprised if some judges, even more conservative judges, didn't turn around and say, wait, this is completely undermining us because eventually you could get to a point where, you know, states just decided we're just going to ignore the courts, We're going to pass legislation on the same line as this for a variety of different things. And that's going to be that. And the courts aren't going to have any say in it. Um, And, you know, that would, you know, that's, that's relevant suicide for the courts because it really puts them in a position where they, you know, what are they going to do at that point? You know, if they say something like, listen, we don't have, you know, we can't make a ruling about this. We don't believe that there's anything. This is a, not a legislative thing in the sense it's a civil case. It's not criminal, you know. So I think it, it's going to be, it, it's going to be terribly interesting to see what ends up happening with this. Now, I, a lot of companies are talking about, you know, maybe organizing some kind of a, a economic protest against Texas. Either boycotting, I know uh, Lyft and Uber have said that they will um, financially back any of their drivers who are you know, punished. Because you could have a situation, imagine. You know, you have, you have a woman who is like, I, I need to have, you know, I can't have this baby. I'm going to go to the clinic and because no one else is like, I, I'm, I can't drive you because what happens if, you know, someone takes a picture of me in the car with you driving to the clinic, you know, which if you don't think that's going to happen, I, you know, <laughs> I have a bridge to sell you. In fact, I have a few of them. Uh, and so she calls a lifter Uber. They take her all of a sudden. Next thing you know, the Uber driver, the Lyft driver is getting a summons. You aided an abortion. And on this date, and, you know, please report to, to court. You know, you have to get an attorney. No problem. Just pay the money for the attorney and the proof that you didn't have anything to do with this. Otherwise, you're going to pay all court costs. And, of course, you know, you get whacked. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, going, it's just going to be a major, major problem. But 
you know, again, it's a gamble, and the Texas Republicans are gambling that if this goes through, it basically means all bets are off with the legislature because they will immediately start putting through tons of other legislation. I mean, you will end up with, in a lot of states, you will end up with legislation, that, that anti-gay legislation. It will happen, okay? It absolutely will happen. Um, it, you know, all other sorts of stuff. And again, it creates a society. I mean, do you really want to live in a society where you have to be worried about doing things because your neighbor might see you and report you? I mean, that's, again, that's, that's 1984 stuff. You know, that's, that's uh, Soviet Union under Stalin. That's European, you know, Eastern Bloc countries under the communists. It's just a, a terrible situation. Okay? It really is. And I hope that the, the courts come to their senses. You know, I mean, again, it has... It has less to do with whether you, you know, support abortion or not, uh, and more to just do with, you know, the fate of democracy in this country. You know, it, it really does. Um, so, you know, we can have all sorts of different things. I mean, we, if this goes through, wait until they have the, uh, you know, the, the, the voting acts where anyone can, can say, well, I don't believe this person is really registered to vote here. Um, so now you can't vote. Uh, you have to show up at court, pay for a lawyer, pay the court costs, and prove that you can vote. And it's like, no, but I can vote. Here's my driver's license. Nope. You've already been ratted out, so now you have to go there. I mean, think about the implications of this long term. And again, before you, you know, before you say no, you're overreacting. You know what? Again, nobody ever realizes, and I had this discussion uh, one of my best friends in the world today, Nobody ever realizes it's a tipping point until you look at things in hindsight, okay? People don't realize when they're at the tipping point. They can't see it, okay? You know, but afterwards, you're like, oh my God, that was when it all went. And people always do like to be, I think most people like to view things, I won't say optimistically, but I will say in an optimistic sense, meaning they don't want to believe that everything is about to go to heck, okay? Um, and that's the problem. I mean, you know, people were like, no, no, no. You know, um, look, I know Hitler and the Nazis. We always use Hitler, you know, it's just easy, easy low-hanging fruit. We know Hitler and the Nazis are saying these things about Jews and homosexuals and other people, but, you know, they're just, he's just saying it, you know, to rile up the base, you know, because that's his base. He's just saying it for that. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, here we are, and Hitler is going to become the chancellor of Germany. And then it's like, well, you know what, though, he'll become more moderate once he becomes chancellor, because then he's going to have to govern these people that he's been going after. And, and no, you know, later on, it's like, oh, my God, you know, this was... Uh, you know, the, 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 you know, even with things politically, you know, we should have stopped Hitler at Munich, okay? Um, yes, should have, but the Europeans really believed at that point 
that they were not at a tipping point. They believed, oh, no, we can stop this. We can, we can, you know, reason with them. We can do this and that. And you cannot reason with fascism. And that's the thing I want to kind of end with in a bit of a warning. The problem with fascism and fascistic thought is that it doesn't, it doesn't care about what it's allowed to do. It wants to impose itself. And I do feel this way very strongly that if, for example, Roe versus Wade was overturned and you said, okay, fine, you know what? You can make abortion illegal in Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, Arkansas, you know, Florida, wherever you want. You make it illegal in all of these, you know, states, the very conservative states. And it'll be legal in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, you know, whatever, Michigan, California, Washington, Oregon. It will not end there. For the fascist, it's never enough. It's not that they're allowed to do what they want. You have to do what they want. They will not tolerate any alternating views. And so if Roe versus Wade is overturned, it won't just be, okay, well now it's back to before 1973. No, then it will be a push to have a new Supreme Court ruling that makes abortion illegal in the United States. That's where it's going, okay? And it will be followed by all other sorts of these rulings. If they, if they can keep, you know, the, the court and they can keep making end runs around stuff where it will turn into, well, you know what? Uh, we're going to make it, you know, a federal case where, you know, gay people can't get married. You know, it's not enough that you can, again, it's not enough that the state can say we don't recognize gay marriage. It has to be nobody can recognize gay marriage. You can't go to Massachusetts or New Jersey or New York and get married. And it's fine. You know, we just don't recognize it down here. It's not enough. You have to be the same way. Okay. You have to be the same way as they are. And if you can't be. Well, unfortunately, Hitler, uh, history, Hitler, history has shown us what ends up happening to the people within a state. And that, it's not just Hitler. Any, any you know, totalitarian state has shown us what happens to the people who do not fit in, who do not fit the mold, who do not toe the line. So um, I will still hold out hope that things can change here. And I do encourage you to not to be depressed. I just wanted to talk about this because it is so important, I feel. And I, I, I really just, like I said, I, I worry about a lot of the youth of our country right now who are growing up and, you know, they're going to have to face this stuff. Uh, and these challenges are just going to get harder and harder for them. Um, and, you know, again, whether you're conservative or liberal at this point, um, undermining the judiciary, unless you want to state that, you know, there, there is no, you know, the justice is basically the people's court, you know, where, you know, the, the decisions are made before the people even enter the court. It's just a matter of coming up there and banging the gavel and saying, okay, what are you accused of? Well, he's accused of so-and-so. All right. Um, 10 years in a forced labor camp. There you go. Bang. Next. I mean, if that, and some people do want that. Not for themselves, but for the people they don't like. Anyway, um, 
I thank all of you for listening to this, and uh, I do dearly appreciate any feedback that you want to give. Um, Again, uh, I hope everyone is staying safe out there. Um, Please, however you feel about things, do try and take efforts to ensure the safety of yourselves and your loved ones. And with that, I will wish the rest of you um, a very happy, healthy, and safe rest of your week. Um, And to my Jewish listeners, a happy Rosh Hashanah. And I will talk to all of you, hopefully, uh, within the next week. I'd like to put up another thing next Sunday. I know I've been a little irregular lately. I do apologize. I really do. It's just a lot of stuff's been going on, and now school's starting up. But I will try very hard to continue with this, and I do appreciate your continued support. Until next time, bye-bye.